What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmates' flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash LL Bean. LL Bean. Be an outsider. All right, hi everyone. Welcome back to Write That Down. I'm Justin Nipper. I'm an editor over at FightGameMedia.com. I'm a staff writer over at FOW Online Wrestling Observer.com. I'm also happy to say, I can finally announce it now, uh, I am also working as overseas public relations manager, Kaigai Koho Tantosha, in Japanese, for Pro Wrestling Noah. That's right. And I'm back with Japan's leading pro wrestling author, historian, sociologist, broadcast journalist, Mr. Fumi Saito. All right, today we're back. We've got a little potpourri episode for you. And what we did was we focused on the recent, most recent crop of Japanese wrestlers who have come through and worked for or are currently working with World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE. And there have been quite quite a lot right past decade or so is what we focused on throughout this episode we talked about io sky formerly io shirai asuka shinsuke nakamura those are three you could probably throw kushida in there as well as some of the top stars who debuted during the dark ages of pro wrestling in japan very unique sets of wrestlers coming out of this 2007 2006 type of eras kind of when Nakamura would get started Asuka would get started Yoshirai would get started a few years later talked about them and why they're special and how they work within the context of WWE we talked about Kayentai, Takamichinoku Tajiri in WWE Ikemen, who you can see in WWE now, NXT 205 Live, excuse me, Level Up, 24-7 Master, Akira Tozawa. We also talked about Kenzo Suzuki, if you remember him, Ushitatsu. I know you all remember him. Love him, I'm sure. Hideo Itami, remember that guy? Also known as Kenta. We also talked about Meiko Satomura, Saray, NXT, NXT UK all over the place in this episode okay so if you have questions hit us up if we didn't cover something hit us up 
if you'd like us to cover something in more detail hit us up like i said this was just kind of like a open chat free chat about wwe wrestlers from japan and why they're working in the company who's living in the states how things used to be when guys like Inoki and Giant Papa would come over as special guests. Tiger Mask would come over as a special guest in WWE. Things are different now. We went into it and talked about it. All right, listen, if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Fight Game Media Network, the free podcast feed. You can find it on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Please hit the subscribe button because it helps us out very much and it's very easy for you to do, isn't it? All right, on that note, let's get started. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, what Io Sky and Asuka and Shinsuke Nakamura, three superstars, they all have in common was that they debuted in Japan in the midst of Japanese dark age of pro wrestling. Yeah, Io Sky, uh, or we always, you know, in Japan, always will be, you know, Io Shirai, you know? Sure. Are you with me? Yeah. yeah. But she she debuted in 2007 in an uh, independent group called Makahen. Yeah. And Asuka debuted in 2004 with a group called A to Z. A to Z was a spin-off of Rasi Ogawa's Arceon. Mm. And Asuka, or I should say Kana, right? Back mm-hmm. then. Debuted in A to Z and worked Smash, worked Neo Ladies, you know, NEO, Neo Ladies of Wrestling, worked Wave, JWP, Arena, and all these bounced off, all these independent companies. And yeah, sure enough that Kana won every single singles title wherever she went because the, these were not really big company company you know that uh, it was a uh, dark age of you know japanese wrestling and there are so many so many small wrestling you know independent groups that uh, kana asuka was on her own and oh she was going to be a star asuka was going to be a star what era you know it almost didn't matter but uh, she debuted uh, 2004, when, when was when wrestling was in such a dark age. Shinsuke Nakamura debuted 2002. Again, dark age of you know pro wrestling in in Japan. See, Nakamura was very very promising um, rookie. That uh, he, 2000 2002 August he debuted in Budokan. That's big. You know, and quickly enough, the Shinsuke Nakamura became the youngest IWGP champion. Youngest, yeah. And uh, we talked about uh, the EO Sky, Asuka, and Nakamura. But right now, you have Sari and you know Akira Tozawa, and you have Ikemen, and uh, even Meiko Satomura uh, is joining a main that uh, she was based in NXT UK, but now she's in the States and she will be in main roster, you know, you know, before too long. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, all these wrestlers pretty much moved to 
America. Although for Satomura's case, she packed up and moved to UK. And until then, yeah, well, until two thousand year two thousand or end of ninety, then see that the relationship between Japanese wrestling and and the WWE was a little bit different. That uh, back then in uh, up to nineties, Japanese wrestler could make appearance and go home. Mem if you remember. Um, one Survivor Series, Alundra Blaze brought in six All Japan Women wrestlers for Survivor Series, if you remember. Oh, of course. The, uh, yeah. the uh, first time people over here saw Aja Kong, Kyoko Inoue. Aja Kong, the Laune Saskan, and uh, Chaparita Asari, the, the Saki Hasegawa, um, Watanabe. Yeah, that they had a short but it was survivor series so you could have eight wrestlers and it was going to be aja kong and 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 alandra blaze program the following royal rumble but the, it kind of fell through but mm. uh, then then short and shortly after that alandra blaze either quit or got fired and or didn't renew the contract she went to wcw and dropped the wwf belt on, on garbage can that you know the rest of the history mm. but uh yeah so up until 90s, there was a different kind of relationship, you know, business partnership with Japanese company with, with WWE. And it was the great Sasuke who, who tried to sign a contract to his WWE uh, like in 97, 98, that uh, he, great Sasuke thought he could sign a contract with WWE, then live in Japan and commute. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, but it was... Uh, Taka Michinoku, who WWE wanted to sign instead. See, originally, Taka Michinoku was brought in to be opponent for the like audition match, Grace Sasuke and, and Taka Michinoku to showcase Japanese Lucha Libre and what Grace Sasuke, Sasuke can do. But instead, um, WWE liked Taka Michinoku better, and, and they basically signed Taka Michinoku. Then that the Liazan, Victor, late Victor Quinones brought in the entire Kaientai, you know, after they signed Taka Michinoku. But you had the Men's Tail, you had Dick Togo, you had Funaki, you had late Wally Yamaguchi, and they all came in as a Kaientai. A, they, what they had to do was they actually had to move from Japan to the States. It was a very different time, too. It wasn't the time of uh, smartphones and uh, easy communication over the internet or cheap phone well, calls. Yeah, there was the internet at the end of 90s, yes. but not moving image. It was uh, yeah. it was big. It was a big move to, to come to the States and live. And that, I don't think that had been done by anybody in WWE, WWF, at least, who, Mr. Fuji, before that? Mr. Fuji is an American. That's the thing. I can't really think of anybody that came from Japan but, oh, oh, to live Fujinami to spent, you know, Tatsumi Fujinami, when, when he was WWE, WWF junior heavyweight champion, that he traveled a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or Yoshiaki, that the Yatsu, when he was rookie, he spent eight, nine months in, 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 in WWE. Or the Killer Khan, who was living in America at the time. Mm -hmm. Tiger Chan Lee, who was living in America at the time. See, uh, once or twice a year, you know, Antonio Inoki comes over and have special appearance at the Madison Square Garden. That was a thing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So we go back, if you go back all the way to 80s and 70s, that the, that the business partnership was between Vince McMahon Sr. and Antonio Inoki's New Japan Pro Wrestling, there were things. And also, uh, if you remember early 80s, Tiger Mask made frequent appearance in WWE, but That's right. never moved. He brought the Dynamite Kid with him. And second trip, he came on his own, but he... There's a, a, a Tiger Mask against Eddie Gilbert or Tiger Mask against young Kurt Hennig or uh, Tiger Mask against Mr. Saito or, yeah, they, they didn't have regular opponent, but the, they taped a lot of matches and they were, it's if Tiger, original Tiger Mask, Satoru Sayama didn't quit at the time in 83, that they had planned to bring him over a lot more often. But the thing was different. Akira Maeda made trip and made quite a few appearances in 84, but it was just, a, you know, like a trip back and forth for special appearance, not moving from Japan and become full-time WWE superstar, like today's superstars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And but the, Takamichinoku and Funaki, Kayentai on, and Tajiri, who was already in America. See, mm -hmm. Tajiri is a different story. See, Tajiri debuted in Japan in 94 and started with IWA Japan and Big Japan, then moved to Mexico and then worked in EM and CMLL. Then there was a package deal like uh, Tajiri against Super Crazy. Then Paul Heyman spotted that match and they were brought into ECW in 98, 99. Then Tajiri worked ECW full-time, living in Philadelphia, until um, ECW went out of business. Then Tajiri was signed by WWE in 2001 full-time. He was already living in America, and WWE you know, provided uh, Tajiri with that uh, proper working visa in America, and he was able to legally work in America, like what they do now. The, that the visa has to be issued for foreign citizens, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah and today's, yeah, yeah, the working visa and that the, the visa status that the WWE provide uh, to you know international stars are really really good, just like you know Major League Baseball, you know players that um, they're the person with special skills and. Uh, you could apply green card with it kind of thing. And uh, yeah, every single Japanese superstars that work WWE today, they, they have that kind of visa. Uh, Kushida, you know, or Asari, you know, the Kushida is no longer with WWE, but uh, he was also a person who debuted during, Kushida I'm talking about, he was mm -hmm. also a wrestler who debuted during the like dark age of Japanese wrestling, 2005. And uh, he bounced off. Well, he debuted in CMLL in, in, in Mexico, and he went to Canada at work. Then he was brought back by, uh, by Taj his mentor, Tajiri, and worked Hustle and Smash and uh, Wrestling New Classic. It was signed away by New Japan Pro Wrestling and worked in New Japan for seven years. Then he wanted to come to WWE back in 2019. And he, Koshida had worked, what, three last three years in America? Mm -hmm. Mostly but NXT, he, yep. Yeah, yeah, he was put in NXT live. and 205 yeah, yeah, Live, but didn't quite 
were brought, brought up to main roster either. I'm, I'm pretty sure that they really frustrated him. Yeah, he and uh, Ikemen were called Jacket Time. Do you remember that? They were a tag team called yeah, Jacket like Time. Yeah, last, last year. Yeah. 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 Well, Ikemen still has a chance to be brought up to uh, the WWE main roster, but I kind of have a feeling that the, he will have to change his gimmick or character. Yeah, he's very talented, but he's also very unique. He, um, I don't know how to make him work over here. I don't know how it works with the fans. I, I, I don't know yeah. if he clicks over here. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, you know he probably I mean? won't be. You know, won't have to do the stereotypical Japanese character like in the past. But uh, but he's very he's, funny. He's a very yeah, funny guy. He's a comedy character, but. Uh, the comedy character need to, you know, to be able to talk in English. That's right. Do the promo, in, you know, or be tag team partner of com another comedy character or something. He's a very talented athlete. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and um, probably WWE creative don't quite know what to do with him right now. Yeah, I remember he he went to a trial. I think it was in China or Singapore. Do you remember that? Yeah, was yeah, yeah like a WWE Asia tryout and he stood mm -hmm, out mm -hmm. over a lot of other people there and they signed him from that but um right right William Regal thing I believe he and Sari were kind of victims of the pandemic they were scheduled to be in WWE right when the pandemic hit right February like March 3 years ago now yeah yeah gosh wow um, but yeah, they were meant to be brought into a WWE that looked a lot different than the one that we see now. It wasn't the same. You and know, also I, that was around the time that the WWE and Triple H and then William Regal was still with the company that they were still playing with the idea of NXT Japan project. Remember? Right, right. So the, the trajectory of, of everything changed. Because of the pandemic. Because of the pandemic, yeah, right. So, but, but that's like a victim of circumstance. But the, if wrestler is talented enough, that uh, they can still make it mm -hmm. from this point forward. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, see, like people like uh, Akira Tozawa, not quite in in a superstar roster. It was still in main roster, but hasn't really main evented. And uh, he's more like a twenty-four. Uh, what's a, what's the title? Uh, a twenty-four-seven title. Twenty-four-seven title. Yeah, cause he's part of the picture, but uh, he's perfect utility player. He, he he might be happy about it, you know. That's the he thing, you know. Better English than the rest of, rest of the Japanese superstars, you know. I know how talented he is. Uh, just From as Dragon Gate, of course, or even in the in early, you know, two, there was a kind of time with 205 Live, he had great matches with Pac and... Um, sure. But, well, but, Pac was still with WWE. Because mm -hmm. Akira Tozawa has been with WWE since 2016. That's right, yeah. And what I was going to yeah. say is that like he, he can do whatever he wants in the ring. I think he... I think to do the kind of WWE thing, yeah. you got to be able to know how to like you said be a utility player and if they ask him he, to do this he is a utility player yeah. but i think it, 
it's, I think I like to see guys and girls like that. They see it like a challenge. Like I can do this entertainment style of wrestling too. I can be good yeah. at this and I can be good in the ring. And I think Tozawa is one of those guys who's not really worried about not and having he to. he was the one who was willing to move to America. You know, right, drop. right. What he was doing was Dragon Gate at the time. He wanted to move to America. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. And actually living in Florida right now. I think quite well, a think... Shinsuke Nakamura did just that. Right. He, he or he was already a big, huge superstar within New, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. But uh, uh, I guess he decided to leave, just like going to Major League Baseball. And uh, he was brought in as a major player, you know, the first Japanese wrestler winning Royal Rumble. That's right. Know? Yeah, beating John, you know, John Cena on television, beating Randy Orton clean on te- TV. Uh, th- that doesn't happen too often, does it? No. Um, oh. He had a very special debut. Do you remember the NXT match against Sami Zayn? Sure, sure. He too had to spend one year in NXT. That's right. But yeah, he also became champion down there. Yeah. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, again, it was kind of a. I liked watching him wrestle the guys that had a very different style, like Bobby Roode or, um, gosh, who else? Maybe Roderick Strong. I don't know if he had matches with him there. But um, right, 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 right. It, you could see the challenge of the like this. The styles clash. Nakamura has a very distinct style, right? Right, right. And wrestle doesn't use everybody else's movies. What he does is very special. He does what he does. Pretty original, yeah. And uh, and also uh, that the Shinsuke Nakamura is like a almost like a non-nationality. He never did stereotypical Japanese costume or karate chop or you know what I'm saying. He's totally like more of a Michael Jackson. Yeah, Yeah, like. I don't know. I don't know if there's anybody to compare it to in wrestling. More like Chris, what Chris Jericho would do, I guess. Yeah, like, like uh, artistic stages in his career. Uh, a lot of mm-hmm. aesthetic, uh, a lot of fashion and style, and and different non-sports charisma, entertainment charisma. Sure, sure. See, Shinsuke Nakamura was very interesting right from the beginning. That uh, he was. Uh, the Aoyama University graduate, you know, real good college. Mm-hmm. He was also in the wrestling team, but he was not your typical college fraternity house jock. That the, he graduated from college, and 
he, you know, he chose this profession after college to become professional wrestler. Real good looking guy, real tall, real intelligent. And well, he had art exhibition in, in Japan. If you remember that the, the t-shirt company he was running, that the, he was an artist and you know, he drew on t-shirt and he had an exhibition in, in Tokyo before he was like really superstar in Japan. I mean, I mean, New Japan star. And uh, he didn't look like young lion when he was even a young lion with New Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a very unique individual. And he also came in at around the time when, like you said, it was the dark, it was the beginning of the dark, dark age of professional wrestling. Yeah. And he was brought in not, not as a typical a traditional pro wrestler, but he was an MMA he guy. He worked against K1 and he was put in, 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 in MMA situation. Oh, that's also a epitome of, you know, dark age of professional wrestling, but he lived through it. Yeah. Mm, and he was one of Inoki's. I guess Hand golden person. Yeah, yeah golden yeah. picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention somebody like Kensaw too. That's right. He was right there along with um, Nakamura yeah, the, at the time. That, uh, it was going to be Nakamura and 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 and, and Tanahashi and Shibata and Kensaw. They were going to you know, create a new Three Musketeer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we forgot to mention Yoshitatsu too. That's right. Yoshitatsu was in WWE for a very long time. Right. See, what Major League does is that uh, Major League, I'm talking about WWE, mm. they'll give you the opportunity right away. If we give you the ball and run with it as fast as you can, as long as you can. If you can't run with that ball, they'll drop you and won't do anything for you for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not WWE though. Mm-hmm. That's right. If you remember Yoshitatsu winning um, the, the pre-show WrestleMania Battle Royal one one year, mm-hmm. and uh, that that could have been the highest of his career, and didn't do or he or the company, uh, not much happened after that. Yeah. Um, See, Kenso, when Kenzo Suzuki was brought in, he had this special treatment too. You know, he was given mm. WWE Tag Team title with uh, Rene Dupree, I, I remember. Mm-hmm. Yep, Rene yeah, Rene Dupree in uh, yeah. Yeah. Caressing yeah, Noah right he now. He had this all kinds of video vignette and whole thing. And uh, after that, it just the ball was dropped, or he dropped the ball, or the company decided not to do anything with him, or that, you know, the. the the major league treatment is kind of cruel. You know, give you opportunity right away that uh, if we can run with it, you can run for a long time. See, if you remember when Tajiri debuted, he was paired with with William Regal, kind of like a Pink Panther and Kato, <laughs> like a Crusoe, right? It was a very, it was a, that's like a serendipity. You know, they were perfect for each other. Yeah. Perfect yeah. charisma, perfect uh, uh, chemistry. Oh, Tajiri and William Regal? Yeah, yeah. they're tight in, in, in the personal life, too. They're friends. You, know? it, it's see, and, you could see that on the screen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And not being able to speak perfect English even helped. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He had a lot of confidence yeah. already because he was on television already. He had a little bit of television experience with ECW by that yeah, time. Yeah, and then even had a, even had this, they give you the skit with Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 
like it works like a shrink <laughs> in the backstage. He yeah. he figured out how to run with the ball, like you said. Yeah, Tajiri. Oh, very much so. He got he, the, he got a great five opportunity. Five-year run with the company. Five-year run, 2001 to 2005, and he wasn't even fired. He had wanted to go home when his two young children was going to school and whether you know you know he he'd send them you know his kids to american school or bring them back to japan and and then put them in you know japanese school he had to make choice then because the kid his kids growing up in america to be an american or or you know bring them back to japan and then put them in japanese school so you can write and read kanjis you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah but it's 20 years, uh, 15, 20 years later, Tajiri's kids, you know, they've grown up too. Oh my gosh, that's yeah, that's crazy to think. Yeah, but that's true. It's been oh, they grew, already graduated from high school mm-hmm. in Japan. Wow. Yeah. So time has gone by. Hmm. But the the life with WWE we're talking about today, yeah, Asuka basically moved to America and I think she will be living in America for a long time. Mm-hmm. Shinsuke Nakamura moved to America and he had he bought a house in Florida and I think he's gonna retire in America and I believe he's gonna live in America. Didn't uh, yeah. Kenta also live in uh, that area? In LA? Or Orlando? At the time, at the time. Cause, I see. Uh, when you come to WWE, first they'll put you in Florida. Cause it, it doesn't matter how many years you, you know you've worked in Japan that they'll put you in PC performance center first mm-hmm. the WWE system yeah and for the foreign talent they give you English tutors too once you know like a, once twice a week for English you know conversation class mm-hmm. for foreign talent I mean a lot of Chinese that the trainees are there now or not just Spanish-speaking trainees, but the foreign languages, like, the, you know, people from Beijing and Shanghai that they want to be wrestler, that they have Chinese uh, trainees. Therefore, they need, you know, the, the language tutors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So, well, that's a marketing, you know, thing that the, that the WWE is looking at China as a potential market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, th- these are all interesting wrestlers. Oh, see, there are two types of superstars. Like Hideo Itami, you know, basically quit pro wrestling Noah to join WWE. And mm-hmm. he wanted to uh, come in and now, probably wanted to be Kenta, but the, the company wanted to make another wrestling name. So he became Hideo Itami. Right? It was a big... Uh... Uh, big production when he signed with WWE in Japan. You remember that Hulk Hogan was there. Sure, sure. Yeah, Jimmy Hart and was then, there, and he yep. was still Kenta. Still Kenta then, and also he was introduced by William Regal on on NXT TV as Kenta. Then they changed the name, and mm-hmm. he had to remember the English speech, you know. And uh, yeah, well, the, it was unfortunate he got hurt in the ring a couple times, and he was sidelined for months at a time. Then once you are hurt and injured and sidelined in WWE roster, they kind of forget about you, huh? Sometimes. Mm. He was out for a while too. He had major shoulder surgery, I remember. It yeah. was yeah. like a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It killed the momentum too. And I think around that time, 
Oh, Shinsuke yeah. Nakamura so, came in at around that time as well. Heavyweight and already established superstar. Yeah, mm-hmm. could could be put, you know, could could be in main roster right away. And Shinsuke Nakamura, yeah, is like a superstar enough to to, to mingle with other WWE superstar. They treated him like superstar. Mm-hmm. And uh, since 2015, uh, 2016, that he hasn't really fell out you know uh, hasn't fell out from the main roster Still i think in, he was recently intercontinental champion wasn't intercontinental he? program and uh, uh you could tell that these you know commentator you know that uh, people like michael cole and uh, pat you know what's his name uh, pat mcafee yeah they sing along and uh, they really treat shinsuke nakama like superstar when he come out mm-hmm. and he really That's has it. A WWE background now or history, you know? Yeah. The, yeah with the right music now. and his look. I mean, he, he's established like a, a, a little legacy of himself in, in WWE. In, within WWE, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Shinsuke Nakamura will be very, very special. And also, they didn't even change his name. That was big. Shinsuke, it often didn't yeah, happen. Shinsuke Nakamura, his real name. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. It was so also the time very, when almost isolated case. He came to the WWE right around the time that a couple of the other fellows from New Japan at the time. It was like uh, Bullet Club guys and AJ Styles. Remember that? Right, right, and the All Good like Brothers. A, the, a big wave. It felt like in 2016. Yeah, both AJ Styles. AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura pretty much came together and they had their own program in WWF2. I mean, WWE2. Uh, if you remember, AJ Styles against Shinsuke Nakamura in main event status in WWE. Yeah, they had like a, match. a two out of three falls match or they had a, they had a series of matches and, they, and there was a big WrestleMania match. But, you know, the, right before AJ Styles debuted in the Royal Rumble, only a couple of weeks before that, he wrestled mm-hmm. Shinsuke Nakamura in the Tokyo Dome in New Japan. Right, right. Same and they, if you go back to this uh, Wrestle Kingdom footage, they looked at each other and shook hands like, I'll oh, see you again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people, in hindsight, it, it was really obvious, but the people didn't, a lot of people didn't pick up. But both guys were going to WWE. Mm-hmm. Both Same are still time. there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the way they look at each other in the ring and the way, you know, that uh, touch their fist in the ring, like without shaking hands, but like, I'll see you there kind mm-hmm. of thing. You mm-hmm. can tell. I mean, if you go back to this, uh, that uh, Wrestle Kingdom footage from seven years ago, yeah, you could tell. Mm. Yeah. Which was interesting. And also, yeah, AJ Styles, uh, you know, a lot of times... Um, coming from another company like a TNA and Impact, you know, that they don't, WWE wouldn't treat you like an existing superstar, right? They yeah. It change like you. You have a new history, new name. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you know, what, you, what you've done elsewhere don't count kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But for AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura's case, they treated them like star coming from another company, mm-hmm. which really helped. I mean, it was true. I mean, AJ Styles, from those two years that he was in New Japan, he really became a big New right. Japan oh, star. Oh, they IWGP title right away. Yeah. And I think, I remember the peak was when he had a match against Minoru Suzuki. You remember that week? It was a summer G1 match, and I feel like uh, 
people, at least in Japan, felt like, okay, this guy's not just a, a guest, but he's he's going to be here for a little bit, and he's, he's a New Japan guy. And yeah, yeah, he took yeah. all that momentum into WWE just like Nakamura did. Uh, they were yeah. they were big. I think AJ Styles, at least, was bigger than ever at that point. Right, right. It got a pop uh, coming coming out in Royal Rumble unannounced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- I think that's when WWE, you know, creative changed their mind. Wow, people already know him, kind of thing. And he he also has AJ tattooed on his stomach or his ribs. So I mean, <laughs> right, I don't know yeah, how you're gonna avoid him. that. <laughs> right. Um. Let's go back and talk about Kai and Tai a little bit because they did. They were kind of the first, you know, regulars of the '90s and 2000s, and right. Sofunaki again still this, with the uh, company too. Yeah, uh, basically retired now. But uh, yes, again, it, they had this major league uh, treatment that they give you the opportunity to be on TV every week right away. If you can run with this, you know, get the ball and run with it, and uh, they ran as long as they could you know but uh, there was like a little bit of falling out that uh, you know the men's tail and dick togo wanted to go home after a year and uh, wally wanted to stay but uh, he wasn't used and talk they the company wanted taka and uh yeah that uh, takamichi noku and shofunaki became tag team uh, kai and tai and and yeah they tried to stay as long as they could but the Takamichinoku wanted to go home too, but the Funaki wanted to stay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he ended up staying and he's still living in America yes, mm-hmm. to this day. Yeah. But didn't he also help out with Shawn Michaels' uh, training school for a little while? In San Antonio, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. that, uh, what was the name of it? Uh, Texas uh, Wrestling Alliance? Yeah, TWA. Yeah, 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 right. And uh, people like Paul, or, or that, uh, uh, Paul Diamond helped. Ah, okay, yeah. Yeah, as, as a coach. Mm-hmm. And he, he also worked, Paul Diamond also worked as a, a heel, Venom or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, right, because uh, each and every, you know, one of these Kayentai member had a different idea about, you know, what to do about it. That uh, Dick Togo and Men's Tail, they wanted to come to America, but just about a year or two. They wanted to, you know, in the right timing, they wanted to go home. And Taka didn't know, mu- you know much that uh, he, uh, he was living in Puerto Rico at the time. What was interesting was, though, that uh, Men's Tail had an apartment in New York. Uh, Taka Michinoku lived in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And uh, Funaki bought a house in San Antonio, Texas. They were all living far away from each other in America. Isn't that mm. interesting? That's and, really far, yeah. yeah. And, and every Saturday after, afternoon for the house when house show starts, Saturday house show, Sunday house show, and Monday if you're on the road, it will be on the road. Tuesday if you're on SmackDown, go SmackDown, right? They all meet up at the the, the baggage you know claim at, at the certain airport every week. I'll, I'll see you again next week Saturday morning. Then they get they get a one rental car for the weekend and they go, go on the road. But they go, or different places after that you know yeah you yeah that was think, a lifestyle huh yeah yeah because you know traveling from san antonio and then uh, taka flying in from san juan puerto rico and dick togo had someplace else and then men's had an apartment in new york city but they all took a plane 
to your next weekend's location. They meet up at the baggage claim, and then and then you spend you know the, the four next four days together. Then I'll meet you again、uh, next weekend kind of thing. It worked for a year, and and Funaki was the one who wanted to stay in America and wanted to live. Yeah, and Taka wanted to run his own company in Japan. Some at some point that became Kaientai Dojo in Japan. Yeah, that's right. Which eventually would turn into Two AW today. Now it is. Yeah, but there's a Bluefield era too. Yeah. Ah,、uh, that's right. Yeah, the, the yeah, Chiba yeah. Chiba.、Uh, what is right, it? Right. That that building still exists.、And、the warehouse, kind of right. Oh, of course, of course. The 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 warehouse makes great wrestling TV location. <laughs> you know, like a studio. You know. That's you where. I saw the new All Japan. They were using it during the pandemic as well. Right,、uh, no people, but the TV taping. Right. I think they did the AEW Women's Tournament in that venue as well. Probably, yeah, probably, because they have always have wrestling ring and always have ramp and lighting and the, you know that the video you know camera all set, and、uh, they still do to this to this day. Yeah. And if you record early enough, you can get some daylight in the shot as well. Yeah, and so there are two kinds of Japanese, you know, wrestlers. You know, like a Kairi Sane and Hideo Itami. They wanted to, you know, the try, you know, to see if they can make it in WWE's, you know, environment. And they tried for three years, and he, both Hideo Itami and Kairi Sane decided to leave and came home. Whereas other wrestlers, you know, they'll stay as long as they can, or they actually live there. It's、yeah. mm-hmm. kind of like a hero. Either you become Hiro Matsuda style, or you become Fujinami Riki Choshu or Keiji Muto style. That eventually go home and be start back home.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kushida will be very still interesting to see because he probably will be based in America. Not working WWE, but probably will be, you know, making dates with New Japan Strong or be in Impact or the part of AEW or ROH TV. You know, the Kushida you know, still will be in American Ring. I just he was in last、uh, last week. New Japan Strong. Yeah, LA. Yeah, yeah. So he, he and he showed up on the well, Impact TV show recently. Right, right. So he will be based in America. Yeah, yeah. He's going a little well, bit of a different. Okay, man. Sorry, they're young enough that they, I don't think they have decided much. You know. That's right. Yeah, yeah. they still、and、have time. I think Asuka is making home in Las Vegas, and she's been in the states for a while. And I, I yeah, it seems like.、Um, yeah, I mean, she's a one of the few that's been a, a real regular on. WWE programming since the pandemic. She's always on when she's available. Right, right. And when she, well, she was gone for you know quite a while, you know,、mm-hmm. up, up until recently. But when she came back, still be in the women's program,、mm-hmm. or know, top tag with, team match, or yeah, like a tagging with somebody like、uh, Alex Bliss, which is top, t- you know, group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. working against Io. Yeah. You、That's、would、right. think you know two Japanese wrestlers will be teaming up together, but no, not not this time. Asuka is babyface now, teaming up with you know that the repackaged Alex Bliss and Io Shirai, not the Shirai. I'm sorry, Io Sky. That's right. Will be, yeah, will be tagging with with you know that the the Dakota Kai 
under Beatty, that's like a you know top heel faction, which is good. This is Eos Sky's time, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has a very interesting background, very unique as well. Yeah, and a great gymnast, and uh, Luchadora. She too, yeah, she too was uh, was brought into wrestling world during the, during this dark age of wrestling in 2007 and he, she debuted in in a small independent called Makahan then she bounced around all these independent with her sister and uh, she was signed with stardom in 2012 then became superstar in japan in 2015 2016 2017 she was most valuable mvp player of tokyo sports wrestling award three years in a row mm. yeah uh, as Io Shirai, then she wanted to come to America. Now, I remember she initially couldn't come. Uh, because of the existing physical condition, I That's think? right. They had to yeah. go through some uh, medical testing, and it, it wasn't... Because I remember she was scheduled to come to WWE, but she couldn't, and I remember Kyrie Hojo, Kyrie Sane would go there instead right, of, right. ahead of her that's right that's right uh those are the physical exam that is the wwe is very very um tight about it you know that uh, she, she didn't have a heart problem but it's like a um yeah in, in american you know physical she they didn't let her pass the same thing that the see if you remember tajiri um made comeback back in 2019-ish, 18-ish. Oh, WWE? I think it was maybe yeah. like 2017 with 205 right. Live, yeah? Right. Tajiri was all ready to move back to uh, to the to the States and wanted to make home again, you know, before he retired. This is the way he wanted, you know, Tajiri wanted to retire. And then and they found an apartment, you know, in Orlando and then... Uh, all the schedule in the performance center and triple h wanted him to be 205 you know regular and also coach at the performance center and he he said he could work but the, his that the wwf you know you know that the physician uh is you have torn ligaments in your knees and you won't be working in the ring. No, I can work, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, But the, with your knees, you won't be working in WWE ring. And he said, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? So I think that the WWE physical test is pretty serious about the, the wrestlers in the physical, you know. Yeah, pretty strict. Pretty strict, yeah. Yeah. It's for you know. I I get it. It makes sense. It's for protection for everybody, and it seems sure. like it was a good move because now Io Sky is healthy and she's on Raw and and things are right, pretty good. Right. So oh, it was so this is Io Sky is so talented. She could have been in main roster right away, you know. Mm-hmm. But now that this is her opportunity right now. I mean, right now at this you know at this time, she debuted, you know. Not debuting, but that she was introduced with this, you know, SummerSlam situation by Bailey. And uh, yeah, next night at the Monday Night Raw, you couldn't ask for a better debut, right? A great reset, restart, whatever you want to call it. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Felt fresh. mm -hmm. Everything felt fresh. And also vacant, 
WWE women's title. I mean, mm-hmm. tag team title. She didn't win, but uh, still in the program. She's been in, in, but in the... TV every week. Yeah, and they both have a kind of updated look and a little bit of a name change, but not too much. And um, I don't know. Seems like the timing worked. Yeah, and then also having uh, Bailey as a mouthpiece, you know, the manager and also working manager. So it could be a trio, could be tag team. What's important is she's on TV every week, both Raw and SmackDown, which is good. How old was she when she got her start in the Makahan uh, group? 2007, so she would have been 18, 17, 18? Yeah, yeah, 18, right out of high school. She wasn't even a wrestling fan then. She had this scout, you know, that somebody asked, you know, EO, young 18-year-old EO, you know, do you want to be a professional wrestler? I mean, some, somebody saw her g- g- gymnastic backflip thing, and it was like, "Whoa, she'll be a good wrestler." Mm-hmm. Then her older sister wanted to be in there too, you know. It's like, mm-hmm. "I want to do that too." So, yeah. If you remember that the Shirai sisters, they were like a, was a tag team. Actually, it was a trio unit. Kana and Io's sister and her, yeah. And I think it was Mio who came to the States before Yoshirai did. I think she appeared oh, for... Oh, what company? Uh, Chikara. Oh, that's right. Chikara. Okay. A while ago. Chikara. Maybe 10 years ago. Yeah, Chikara is like your, like a Michinoku, you know, sure, like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, like a American style Lucha Libre, right? With like all kinds, yeah, uh, the yeah, costume. That, that would be the place... Probably the only place in the United States at the time where you could see overseas stars from women's pro wrestling in Japan, uh, Lucha Libre, male-female superstars from Mexico. Uh, like you said, people from Michinoku Pro are not the New Japan, All Japan stars. But yeah, and uh, I believe Mio Shirai was a part of one of their, uh, what do they call ah, it? Okay. It was like a trios tournament, yeah? They would do like a ah, okay. intergender, okay. you know, one year they had the powers of pain come back and they were a team and they would face like uh, a couple a luchador team that they'd have come in from either out of like a regular or out of town one or hometown team. Ah, Mishirai, okay. I believe, was part of one. of. I think they also brought in Manami Toyota. I don't know if it was that same year, but. Mm, mm. It was for, yeah, and she came ahead of Yoshirai, right. ironically enough. The, what was interesting, 2012, that uh, Ra, when Rasi Ogawa wanted to sign uh, Yoshirai, he made sure that the, he did not want her older sister. <laughs> Isn't that really? interesting? Yeah, for any reason? Her. Because just... Rossi wanted her to be single superstar and uh, kind of like she was a Booker T and not Stevie Ray. I see. I see. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it worked. And it worked meaning like she's so talented. Yeah. And another thing I think that makes her unique or distinct about her compared with, I guess, other of her, either her peers or wrestlers that came before her she kind of had an approach that was more like uh 
modern men's style of wrestling as opposed to classic Joshi Pro old, wrestling. Old Japan women, like... Yeah, yeah. I... Uh, probably. I think there was more like an international uh, influence on her style, and to an extent, Kana as well. But I think Kana had uh, more of a affinity to like, be a shoot wrestler, like um, uh, uh, Chigusa Nagayo, something like that. That that's path of Proresu. Whereas again, they were trained during dark age of professional mm-hmm. wrestling in, in mm-hmm. Japan. Yeah. So the, yeah, the options were different, and the landscape oh, was very different. different. Very different. Yeah. And someone Asuka like Asuka in her early career, not like working for a major women's company, she had to bounce around A to Z to Smash to Neo to Wave to JWP to Rhea and Arena and all kinds of independent groups. You never belonged to a company. She had to find her own way to do so. And Kana was talented enough, and eventually she made it as an Asuka in America. Very unique, very unique. And I believe, I believe Io Shirai spent a good amount of time in Mexico too. That was also another option, especially during the Dark Ages. But going down Io? to yeah, Io Shirai. Yeah, and also she was not a wrestling fan as a kid. Right. She so... learned the craft by doing it. <laughs> yeah. And you can see her approach is different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you, now that she has more of a WWE style, though, that the, the, the lifestyle, you know, and the training method, and the way she carries herself, yeah. She very, uh, she turned heel. WWE like. Yeah, like a, a very very different side of her that we never got to see in Japan. Yeah. So all these wrestlers came in independently. Right now you have Shinsuke Nakamura on the WWE roster. There's the Asuka, right? And you have Io Sky, yeah. That uh, you have Sari and Ikemen and oh, Akira Tozawa. Then now we have to talk about somebody like Meiko Satomura, mm. who was already a legend in Japan. But she decided to pack up and see the world, right? Mm-hmm. And then she was signed by WWE, but she was sent to NXT UK and became UK NXT champion. And now she's commuting from LA, I mean, from UK to America as, as NXT UK champion and in the NXT TV now because the structure will change now, right? Because mm-hmm. they're, they're not doing NXT UK TV anymore there. Yeah, I think everything with the NXT brand or brands are being, um, what, what's the word? Like redeveloped Restru- or re- restructured. restructured. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. So. And, and uh, Meiko Satomura is in the middle of it, you know? And uh, she will be utilized as international superstar. Well, that, that's what she is. Mm. Yeah. She's been wrestling since. Psh, 95. Yeah, I remember. Gaia she, Japan. Gaia Japan. She was brought into WCW briefly yeah, a too, bit, right? That uh, CNN Center stage. Yeah, there was um, uh, WWE, she, WCW Worldwide t- TV taping. I think even she was like, like a 16 Nitro. Then. Yeah, she was very young. She was very young. Same red costume though. That's right. Yeah, like the third the, the color crush gal. red has always been her. Yeah, the the red costume has always been her color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She still has it with her with her new, I guess, robe or or, or 
ring oh, costume. Oh, yeah, and then she carry herself like a real superstar. Yeah, and she really is. And also she has a style, and she is being trained to talk about wrestling like it's a, like a contest, legitimate sport content, you know, that she's like very, very serious about, you know, this. When she talk about wrestling, is she talks about wrestling like a sport competition, you know, and uh, she's really like that in real life. And she's interesting and uh, different from Asuka and Io Sky in that she wrestled all the way from before the Dark Ages through the Dark Ages and out of them. And also she opened her own company back in 2005, Sendai Girls Wrestling, and developed like 20 wrestlers. Trained, trained. Now she left her own dojo. And the, the younger wrestler running it. But uh, in the meantime, she wanted to see the world too. Yeah. Very unique individual. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, uh... Now she's learning English, but uh, she is a type of wrestler and should be treated very specially and like, very individually differently. Mm -hmm. And hope I'm hoping that WWE will treat Satomura very differently. I, I think I, with the, how she's been produced in NXT UK, I think we could see... I imagine that she's, I mean, she's been brought over to be in their main event women's picture. Yeah. And then probably like a, should be treated like a, like a, it's different, but like a, more like a Gunter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like kind of like that. I mean, the obvious foreign citizen, right? But she's national flavor. Even more strong or stoic than a lot of the other female wrestlers that have come through. Or male wrestler for that matter. And speaking of that, she was a male uh, wrestling champion, Progress Wrestling from UK. She was their heavyweight champion for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's like a, she's proving the fact that the wrestling has no language barrier, mm, which is right. good. I mean, because in WWE you know, environment, you have to be able to do the promo most of the time. Mm. She'll probably make it without doing English promo. Or somebody do the speaking for you. Mm. Yeah. But she's learned to adapt. And I think the best always seem to learn to adapt. Yeah, but uh, what's important is what she does in the ring. Mm -hmm. Not like doing a drama or the, doing a promo. And she's, um, it's funny, she, <laughs> she hasn't had to compromise much of who she is in the ring for the WWE. Oh, no, not at all. Hasn't changed um, much for the WWE style. Uh, she she could still be herself and make it work. And yeah. it doesn't have to change so much. And I'm hoping that the Triple H is all about that. I have a feeling that he was one of the people that would be more into that as opposed mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. other people at the company. I think Triple H and I suppose his camp or whatever, What I don't know how it's made up of over there, but... Though that NXT team did have a knack for booking these great physical matches around that time. If you remember, I guess from, you know, 2014, 2015, up until uh, a couple of years ago, it was always uh, some kind of solid, respectable, exciting program to, mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. watch for. And, um, 
Mako Satomura's style fits right into that. Yes. And I'm hoping that uh, she'll, you know, sh- you know, she'll have her own, like a space for that. You know, like a, uh, the room will be created for Satomura time. Mm-hmm. I, and you know, I think the thing that the fact that things are restructuring, that everything is in flux, and there's probably going to be more of a chance to see that. Yeah, uh, for uh, Mako Satomura's case. That's yes. right. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, very good. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six. We got eight Japanese superstars in WWE right now. Wow, that's pretty <laughs> amazing to think about it. If you said that, if you told me that twenty, twenty-five years ago, yeah, you know, it was a different world. It was just oh, like eight Japanese wrestlers in one territory. That's not wasn't possible yeah. then. Two was a lot. Yeah, because. Kendo, if you remember, Great Kabuki and Kendo Nagasaki never worked the same territory at hmm. the same time. It's gimmick, right? Hmm. Yeah. Are you with me? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I so think like... for I, I guess for now, for as far as the modern crew or crop of wrestlers from Japan that are wrestling in WWE, I think we've hit most of them. We probably spent need to spend more time on guys like Kenzo Suzuki and Yoshitatsu, but they had yeah. their chances. They did, and there were also other people that would pop up, like Kota Ibushi would appear in the cruiserweight uh, title yeah, tournament. Yeah, he chose not to come to America. You know, that's a different kind of guy. You know, if he wanted to, yeah. Hiroyo Matsumoto, or yeah, she could have been there, but she, I guess, oh, again, the, the Hiroyo Mats- Matsumoto had to move to America and, and take full time position, mm-hmm. which she probably wasn't up to it. Yeah, but yeah, there's it's it's uh, it takes different kind of individual though, really, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. all right, if we didn't hit anything. And we missed something, and people wanted to get in touch with us. Where could they find you, Fumi? On Twitter, Fumihiko Dayo, F U M I H I K O D A Y O, Fumihiko Dayo, or just Fumi Saito on Facebook. Message me first. And on Twitter, I'm at Justin M. Nipper, K N I P P E R. Hit us up if you liked it. Thanks for all the feedback. If you have any questions or concerns, you got the info now. So until next week, Fumi, take it away. So long from Tokyo. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.